Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely, talented wife, Miss Southern Shell, as usual, fresh off Memphis and May. Got Tyler on the boards. Shell, are you recovered fully from Memphis and May? Um, yeah, I would say so. Wasn't that bad this year? It really wasn't. Being down, being uh, in a new location, made it made the logistics part of it really easy. So. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get into all about Memphis and May here in a little bit. And uh, first, we got a few housekeeping things we like to get off because we got we got a, a our Palmer Home event kicking off. Mm-hmm. Tell tell us all about it. We are trying to raise enough money to feed two families for the Palmer Home. Palmer Home is a local organization that takes care of kids, keeps them out of foster care when they're in bad situations helps them transition into a healthy adult life. Um, and we're trying to feed two families for them. Uh, and Big undertaking. <laughs> we did it last year. Yeah, we did it last we year. We exceeded and so, our goals, and we're going to do it again, right? Yeah. So the top five fundraisers, you can fundraise as a group, you can fundraise as an individual, but the top five fundraisers, um, we're going to bring them in, do a big pig picking in November kind of a vip celebration celebration it's not a class experience yeah experience it's not a barbecue class basically hanging out we're gonna hang out we're gonna talk barbecue we're gonna cook a hog cook a hog we're gonna pig pig and other delicious stuff yeah we're gonna have a contest so you can eat the most whole hog (laughs) (laughs) what do you got i mean as a whole hog normally feeds you know 100 150 people we're gonna have five (laughs) so you you get to bring a guest okay so we're gonna have (laughs) 10 plus us we might have a few special guests. Yeah. Okay. I like the way you think. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of meat. It's going to be a lot of meat. Everybody gets to take home a Ziploc bag. Everybody gets a Ziploc bag, <laughs> take back like a doggy bag for the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to provide transportation like a shuttle or something so people don't have to worry about driving from the hotel to, to the, here. Yeah, that way, and get you back. That way you can have a libation if you want. Yeah. You can do... You, we're, it's up to you what you do after that. We're gonna have, <laughs> we're gonna get you there safe. We're gonna get you here safe and back to where you came from safe. I'm hoping when you leave here, all you'll want to do it's is it's like lay last down. year. It just, I mean, we we had a blast. Yeah, we broke out whiskeys and there was all kinds of good stuff. There was even doing bong rips on the con, <laughs> shots. We did. Are we gonna do different drinks and things like we did last oh, year? Oh yeah, you definitely. got a lot of planning to do for this. Yeah, yeah. We we always make always a good fun. event. I like the way. I mean, I like the way it's shaping up though. Um, but if so that's going on, when's it, when's the Palmer home done? Is it started now or no, is it, it won't start until Memorial day and it runs until Labor day. First big barbecue holiday. It is first big Which one. Big, last big one. We'll talk um, about that at the end. What we're going to do for Memorial day uh, is that next. That's not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's coming up. I might um, try to catch a baseball game somewhere. We will. <laughs> we have two planned. Two. World series. If you want to find any more information about our Palmer home donation or, uh, fundraiser go to howtobarbecuewrite.com forward slash palmer p-a-l-m-e-r good deal okay now you and baseball no no i was just saying it's you know memorial day i think about baseball let's go st louis catch the Cole cardinals game or something maybe yep. we don't go to atlanta we'll see sounds like a plan um cook-off contest sca event we're sponsoring in melbourne arkansas august the 13th it's with our friends over at townsend spice and supply they have a, they've been, they, I guess this is the fourth year, maybe? I think so. We've been twice. We missed last year. Yeah, but this year we're going back and we're going to help them, um, help sponsor it. So get the word out. Hopefully get some teams there. The payout's outstanding. 
$2,500 like, for the first place. If you come kick a ribeye steak, I've showed you how to do it in a recipe. You need nothing to it. <laughs> come over there and get you a check for $2,500. And they're doing, I guess it's the first ever, I don't know, trout. Rainbow uh, trout. I think, um, as far as I know, in SCA, they haven't had like a rainbow trout category. Yeah. They are this year. It's a rainbow trout ancillary where um, I'm not sure what it's called. It's probably like Arkansas. It's just Department called, of Wild and Fish or something like that. On or, the, the flyer, it's just rainbow trout. <laughs> but it doesn't say who it's provided by? No, no. I, I mean, I think it's got something official. But Yeah. Yeah, so we're, we have a flyer. Did you put it out on social yet? Um, we put it on the community page. Okay. We're going to put it on regular social. Today. Yeah, if you remember the community page, you may have seen it with the details. It probably shows the break. What's the, you got You got the flyer up. What's the breakdown? Mm-hmm. First place for what? Steak? Steak. First place, 2500 That's Second strong. place, 1000 Whoa, second place gets a thousand bucks. Yeah, third place is seven fifty. Can you sponsor it and cook in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael might cook in the kids' sports oh, yeah. shop. Okay. Yeah. Keep rolling through it. Um, third place seven fifty. Fourth place five hundred. Fifth place two fifty. And sixth through tenth place, you get a hundred. So what's the entry fee for? One hundred fifty. Does that get you in steak and? No, it's an additional thirty five to do the trout. Okay, and what's the trout payout? Uh, five hundred for first, three hundred for second, two hundred for first. Third. That's pretty strong. Yeah. So you for a hundred eighty for a hundred eighty five dollar commitment, you can be in steak and trout and have a shot to walk away with three grand. Yeah. Twenty five. Yep. You won first place in both three grand. And the kids even get a payout. Usually kids don't get a payout. They're they're, they're payout. paying out. We're paying out the kids. To, <laughs> first came up with this idea. <laughs> There's gonna be some cheating going on in this kids. I just what is, yeah. What's the kids payout? <laughs> first place three fifty. Second place two hundred. Third place one hundred. That's strong for a yeah, kids. Good. Yeah. What's the entry fee to get to get in? Uh, twenty five. Oh, you can't beat that. How old uh, are you gonna be? Uh, I, I'm sure they we're not to doing go by SEA rules. There's yeah, an SEA. You're kids not gonna be rules. like two two years old and get in it. I, they we need were, to get like some fishing pole sponsors or something. Yeah. <laughs> like give away some fishing poles or something. That'd be something cool. But that's going on um, August thirteenth. If you want to sign up for that, because I imagine it's going to fill up pretty fast. Yeah, in Melbourne, Arkansas, they're going to have. I know. Um, I've been talking with Shane and, and the people over at Townsend, and they're they're working on having vendors there. It's going to be more to do than just your typical SEA cook off. Show up and cook a steak. It's on a beautiful golf course there. Uh, Friday night, there's always like a cook's appreciation thing where they have a band and it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot that that's a fun one to go to. It's one reason why we go. The only downside to it is it's in August, so it's yeah. pretty damn hot. <laughs> but hey, you know, bring a fan, bring a kickback chair and some tent, and have a good time in Melbourne, Arkansas, beautiful part of the country. Um, does it feel different to start sponsoring events instead of competing? In? It does a little. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we've dabbled in it, so this is a. I don't know, our second Dabble. or third <laughs> dabbled in sponsoring. <laughs> uh, we're, I guess it's going to be time to start working on our local Hernando Water Tower Festival. They've announced the date this week. Yeah. September s- 24th, I think. I'm not happy about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm tell you, I've got a silent protest going on <laughs> because I've got to put somewhere I want to be. I want to be up at our, with our friends at 17th Street in Murfreesboro, Illinois, cooking KCBS that weekend. And NSEA. But we're going to be here in Hernando organizing the water tower for i guess have we officially been asked to do that <laughs> i may just be putting it out there don't even know <laughs> like, like, hey, no i don't want y'all to come back yeah i don't know if they've asked yeah i'm, I'm, pretty sure I'm just throwing it out there i guess that's where you get stuff done just to say you're doing it <laughs> but that's coming up in september right yeah um we got a ways but as far from an organizer standpoint you gotta no this is time you gotta start planning yeah, yeah. but that's uh that's that's all the housekeeping stuff so how did you do in memphis in may 
fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what we spent our day going over. I mean, Memphis and May's over. The dust has settled. Um, everything's put up. And we just kind of talk about what our experience was like this year at Memphis and May because it was different. It, um, they moved. If anybody knows about Memphis and May, the world championship barbecue cooking contest, it's always been on the banks of the river, right in downtown Memphis, Tomley Park. That's what made it so special, the foot of Bill Street in between the bridges. And it's just gorgeous down there. You've got and the scenery, the river, the barges, the river boats. And we've always had a river spot for the past several years. Yeah, yeah. I miss that. I miss That was the biggest That was the biggest change, yeah, but for me. logistically, it was so much easier at the fairgrounds. Yeah. You had way – so in Memphis and May, you have to, like, pay for the size spots you have. And they have small spots, but they have average size spots, and they have, you know, so if you got a big business and you want two spots, they'll sell you two. You got thousands of dollars. Yeah. But anyway, we had we, we got our normal size spot, which is 34 by 50 something. I don't know the exact measurements, but it's a big spot. It's big enough to get our trailers in and everything we bring. But we had. It's like, one of the bigger size yeah. spots you can But this year, and they always crowd you in downtown. I mean, you are on top of each other. And the they other person's strict. tent is on your tent. Everybody's fighting for every inch down yeah. there. Here, no, it's just like okay, we got islands in between us. Yeah. There's grass. There's little grass areas. There's trees. They're not in the way. You, it's all paved parking. That and you had more elbow room. Getting in and out was a breeze. There's no jumping curbs and dealing with mud holes and just all, and just the way the park gets. You can imagine in a grass park how nasty it gets. Well, one big thing with uh, the park is the way they lay it out. The lanes aren't. Uh, the, aren't wide enough to get two cars down it's tight so if somebody stopped loading up you know or unloading their tra- oh. tent and trailer it, it traffic creates a traffic did jam. you get a tra- i didn't even no we didn't even jams. get in a traffic jam this year. i've sat in a traffic jam for three hours before <laughs> we was, trying to we've uh, broke load a up. booth down before the truck could even get to us to yeah. hook up to something before <laughs> yeah. it Memphis, down That's on top how of you the park. Do it, yeah but here it was easy i'm talking about easiest ever that was great. So I liked that part of it. No hill to climb in and out. No hill to climb. The bad thing was, man, we got some stuff. We got robbed. <laughs> we, we had people staying overnight. We still got robbed. They come out and run people off. And then I guess they hid in the bush, waited on them to go back to the inside. And they come back and robbed us blind. Well, stole, all, stole a bunch of liquor from us. Stole one of your favorite coolers that we had. Tried to get another big, was that a grizzly cooler? But yeah, I guess yeah. they figured they couldn't get it all. It must not have been very many people. It was just a one-man operation. They still, uh, most of our beer that we had sitting out. Yeah, if you had, like, I mean, normally we don't, I've never had problems with Memphis and May, something getting stolen. The um, They stole the lids and the uh, catering. To the chafing dishes. To the chafing dishes, What do you do with those? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Why would you take that? And they stole my red rolling cooler, but left the lid. Yeah. Stole Jamie's, like, Arctic backpack-style cooler, you know, soft-sided cooler. But- Anything that wouldn't tie down, they were going. And we caught them going through the meat cooler. And that's when Mark, I think, realized he was inside in the trailer. Oh, my gosh. So we had three people there. Like Mark and Jay Craig and Brian Wesson were all in the trailer. It was 2 a.m. in the morning, you know. They had a good time on Thursday night. It was going to stay all night because meat inspection was first thing Friday. And we'd like to have somebody there if possible. So he heard somebody rumming. It sounded like I guess Mark was on the other side of the wall. It's not like these. <laughs> it's not like a house wall. I mean, you got thin metal and you're right on the other side of it, laid down. He could hear somebody open the cooler, popped out the door, and he said, "There's a guy going through it." No, he ran him off. He didn't think nothing about. it. He said the guy was obviously impaired. And he said he was just 
looking for he beer. He thought, and he told him he was looking for a beer. And Mark told him, we don't have any beer. And the guy stumbled off to the next tent. He run him off from there and got him in the street. Well, Mark goes back inside and I guess lays back down like I would have done. Yeah. And we get it the next morning. Next thing you know. No, he woke up again and chased him off. That's when he saw him running down the street with the cooler. Oh, he saw, he didn't see, no, he didn't see him with the cooler. No. He he only ran him off that one time. Okay. So when they got up in the morning, they could tell. I was just so upset. I mean, can you imagine? You wake up. My cooler was gone. You're probably, you know. And not the right state of mind when you wake up. You know how it is. Somebody's out there rummaging through your stuff. You think you run, you know, get off my lawn or whatever. <laughs> but no, they came back and got us. So. They got some other people too. We're finding out. Oh yeah, we weren't the only ones. Several boosts down lost ladders and fans and somebody lost a, gen- cooler, a, a generator. generator yeah, that was that was the bad thing about it. I'm not blaming that on Memphis and May. That's not their fault. I mean, <clears throat> I guess you should you should have security or something like that, but. They do a pretty good job in general, but I mean, it felt like there was, you know, something else going on. <laughs> you know, I don't know <laughs> if it was inside job or what, but there was there was the parking situation was strange. The way they were making money and adjusting the prices on that, I don't think Memphis and May had anything to do with that. That's just price of doing business in that area. So, but I'll go back. I'll definitely go back. That's not bothered. That's not stopping me from having a good time down there. I'm just. We sad. got more beer and we got more liquor. <laughs> Have you ordered another cooler yet? That was a $150 cooler. <laughs> That's not much in the talks of coolers, though. I know, but... What if it would have been the Big Yeti, and it would have been oh. a $700 cooler, you know? Or what if it somebody been our did, contest Somebody meet. did get a big cooler stole, uh, another one of the teams. There were several, you know... Several people. Heard of more thievery going on this year than yeah. in normal years. What if they would have stole our comp, comp meat, our ribs? Oh, I'd have been upset then. I don't know what we would have done. I've heard it happen before at other contests, not at Memphis and May, but... I think he said it happened. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, forget which one it was, but so um, bad deal. But so we got load in done. Um, our setup was a breeze. We divide our booth up like in because we do on site judging, and that's a big part of Memphis and May is your blind score and your own on site score, and that's where you have to decorate it up when you do a good setup. Because we bring our big trailer. I'm talking, you know, our our the new black trailer. I've, y'all probably heard me talk about it, but it's like a 34 foot trailer. It's got a bath. It's like a RV. Yeah, yeah, it's got bunks in it, another bed that lets out. It's got a big porch with the outlaw on it now. But we bring that trailer so we have a comfortable place to stay. It's got AC so you can get in out of the heat. Man, it then was we bring, hot this oh, year. Dude, it was so hot. I mean, it was brutal for the first two days. And then it was nice, like yeah. Friday, because it stormed. And um, Saturday was beautiful. But we also brought Miss um, Fancy, which is a pull-behind outlaw. And we bought the BFO, which is the big freaking outlaw. And that's what... Um, you know, because we cook so much. And so we had, we need a pretty good size spot. And we put a tent right down the side of it, which, what's that tent? 20 by 40? 20 by 40, yeah. And then we split it. So we create, like, we put, we hang up a rope and, like, put a tent wall up and create. You got a front and you got a back. Yeah, back, that front of the house, back of the house, like a restaurant. Yeah, so the front of the house is all decorated and looks nice, and the back of the house is just for utilitarian purposes. Hanging out, beveraging, <laughs> <laughs> and cooking. Because we cooked in all the ancillaries. And so we're going to talk about those today. So what do we cook? Well, first we turned in three sauces. I turned in two. You turned in one. How did, how did I do in my two? You were, uh, what, 11th? 11th in tomato, I think, wasn't it? And like 12th, 12th in vinegar. vinegar. So I was, I had a good run now. What'd you turn I'm in? I'm not going to say I did a lot. <laughs> What'd you turn in? I turned in a 50-50 for the tomato. 
What's a 50-50? Uh, 50% vinegar, 50% regular barbecue sauce. <laughs> and then in the vinegar, I turned in like a 75, 25. <laughs> 75% vinegar, 25%. Just to change it up a little bit. But we warmed them up. Uh, we don't turn them in just like room temp. So we warmed them up. I don't know. It wasn't hot, like 120, 140 degrees. Yeah. And then you pour it in a little styrofoam cup and then send it off to the judging, which we were right in front of the Turning in. I love that in our spot. Yeah, it was convenient. For we didn't have great in. visibility, but we were right in front of turning in. So you yeah. had like, 50, not even, man, 20 yards. Yeah, it, which it is wasn't close if it you've w- ever been in Memphis and May. Um, we were about to And you did mustard. <laughs> you wanted to do mustard sauce. <laughs> I've done fairly well in mustard sauce there, but you wanted to do it this year. So I said, okay, Shell, let's see what you got. What'd you do? <laughs> A bomb. You bought what did, what did it, I get? Six. Do you know? I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, there's three hundred. It wasn't. Yeah. It was bomb. It was, yeah. it was over middle of the pack. Yeah. I took Chick Fil A sauce. <laughs> like squeezy Chick Fil A sauce <laughs> and mix it with the vinegar, Killer Hogs vinegar sauce, and a little bit of Cattleman's honey gold, and a little bit of Cattleman's Carolina honey gold. gold. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was good. It tasted like it needed about a dozen chicken nuggets. (laughs) And it would have been awesome. Mark said, did you put mayonnaise in this? Because it was creamy. (laughs) It was not what I was thinking it was going to be. I was thinking like a vinegar style mustard, you know, sauce. Yeah, yeah. It was not. It was like... It was like a creamy, like a mayo-based. <laughs> and I was like, well, technically, I did not put mayonnaise in there. There's not I mayonnaise know. in it. Is there mayonnaise? It's there's Dijon mayonnaise mustard. There's mayonnaise in Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, is there? I, I didn't think, think so. I didn't think. Well, there's honey mustard and barbecue sauce. Yeah. So if they made mayo in the honey mustard, but I don't know. I don't know. It's something creamy. But yeah, it, it tasted great. Was it a mustard sauce? I mean, it had mustard in it, obviously. But it was not a... It was not what I don't think judges were looking for. I, I want. I wanted them th- them to say <laughs> ten. You were trying to be different. Yeah. You shot it out there. It was fine. It was fine. It, I mean, hey, we what's the difference t- in eleventh and twelfth and sixty fifth? It don't really matter at that point. You didn't get to walk the stage. Yeah. For it. But we did get to walk the stage for turkey, which was the next category I'm going to talk about. We walked for wings, which was right behind that. We should have turned in we, Mikey's wing sauce. For yeah, that was good. Then we talked, and then we walked to Walt for first first place chicken. So, so for turkey, every year Memphis and May. Well, I think they go in like contracts, and so they must have a contract with the turkey people now. It lasts for like five years. Yeah. <laughs> it's been turkey for a while, um, but we did so that what they did they gave you a whole fresh turkey, and I guess it was about 10, 12 pounds, something like that. You got it on Wednesday. And then you had to turn it in on Thursday. However, you we could make whatever dish you wanted with it, but you had to use white and dark meat from the turkey. I didn't realize that was a rule. <clears throat> so when we got there Wednesday, we brought a Traeger pellet grill with us because we do some cooking while we're there. We do our ancillaries and stuff. We didn't fire up the big pit, but we fired up that Traeger. And the uh, Russell and Karen Wright from Right on Q come over and they help us out at Memphis and May. Mm-hmm. They kind of join the team for Memphis and May. It takes uh, a team. It does. It does. And they wanted to do the turkey, so I thought, yeah, man, I'd love for y'all to. Heck yeah. They had an idea to do turkey egg rolls. So we got the turkey. Russell seasoned it up. We throwed it on the Traeger like 300 degrees. Um, he seasoned it with, um, I want to say he used Riley, his uh, steak princess's Fiesta rub and yeah. another one of them. Yeah. His, you know, his daughter's got a line of seasonings. And he may have put some AP or something like it too, like first. And then he went on and he stayed there Wednesday and smoked that turkey. It took probably four hours. Pulled it apart. Smoked it whole. Did he spatchcock it? No, he smoked it he whole on the Traeger. Um, let it cool off some, pulled it, 
And then he made a feeling with it that night because he wanted it to set and come together. And so they did like, um, it had cream cheese in it, had uh, celery and onions. It didn't have slaw in it. It didn't have cabbage. The green was like from celery and onion. Um, It had, you know, a few other things. I didn't ask him for the exact recipe, but I'm sure he'd give it to us. I mean, I might... I may end up trying to do like a TikTok or something with it just because yeah. it was different. But they made up this um, filling with the dark, shredded dark meat and white meat, all these other ingredients like the cream cheese and the celery and onions and different. They might have had some pepper jelly or something. It was, it was really good. I was trying. He was like, when we get there the next morning, I want y'all to try this filling to see if we need to adjust. Oh, it had some hot sauce. Like he put uh, Killer Hogs hot sauce in it. He put some Burnham Down in it, and he put some Valentina in it. And I think it had cilantro too. So it was kind of a southwesterny. Yeah. Flavor. But and he wanted us to taste that filling and see if we needed to adjust it before he made the egg rolls. <clears throat> so I, we got there the next morning and we're trying it with a spoon. I was like, man, this stuff, I mean, it's like really good, like chicken salad. Yeah. <laughs> so it had that, but it tastes like turkey. You could tell. You could tell it was definitely turkey, not chicken meat in That's it. That's what Karen said. We still wanted it you to know there was, that turkey, was turkey in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it had it had all the elements you were going for. And so Karen sat down with these egg roll wrappers, and we went and borrowed some eggs as we'd forgot some eggs. Oh, really? So they uh, they ran down to the the shed, and the shed let them borrow. I saw them coming back with like four eggs, <laughs> and she whipped those up. And uh, you know how you got, you got to kind of paint the edges mm-hmm. on the egg roll to get them to stick together. Well, she rolled up all these egg rolls with, and it probably made. They had three quarts of that filling, like in plastic containers, and I don't know how many egg rolls she rolled. It was a bunch. Yeah. It was like. Three pans worth. She's really, really yeah. good at the, you know, and it, the rolling and the precise and, yeah. the, and the getting it. they were beautiful. Pretty. Yeah. And so they, he brought a little fryer and just hooked it up on the trailer. I mean, we uh, fried a few testers and it was like, man, this is good. Kind of cut them on a bias and let them sit there. Um, they needed a dipping sauce. So he's like, man, we brought something, but I don't know if it really goes. They, they were going to bring like an avocado dipping sauce. But I don't think they could find it or something happened. And so I said, well, let's whip up one. So we took vinegar sauce and pepper jelly. I had like a, a jar of this Lottie's pineapple pepper mm-hmm. jelly. And we threw it in a glass jar and heated it up in the sous vide just to where the jelly would melt and come together. And we dipped it in there. It's like, man, that's a pop right there. So we took a, when we turned it in, we sliced those egg rolls on a bias, put them in the box, had a little bell pepper that we kind of cut open as a little cup vessel, poured that pepper jelly Vinegar sauce combo in there and turned it in second place. That easy on stage. <laughs> that easy. And all the other egg rolls were gone. Yeah. Like people demolished them. And we didn't have that big a crowd there when we were doing the turkey. And then Mikey did the wings that day. And so he did. And first of all, Mikey's won with this recipe multiple times. Yeah. Mikey's my wingman. <laughs> Me and him started like, you know, we were doing back during fo- football season on Mondays here at the shop. After work, Monday nights, me and him would go get a pack of wings each, and we'd sit there and cook wings, and I'd come up with a di- – we'd try different ways, and I'd usually release one of the videos on social some kind of way – or not video, just, just pictures recipe. and recipe. I did that for most of football season until I just – team started sucking. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lost interest. I knew you <laughs> but anyway, he's my wingman. So Mikey was doing wings, and he did just a, a Memphis cl- – I call it a Memphis cl- – take on a Memphis classic, hot honey gold wing. And I don't know if any other cities have these. I've never seen it on a menu when I've went yeah. to other places and ate wings. But in Memphis, all the local wing joints do a honey gold or hot honey gold wing. Which is kind of a mustardy. Yeah, it's – I've always – it's always – I'm pretty sure that Cattleman's uh, 
honey gold sauce. It used to be called. Now I think it's called the Carolina sauce or Carolina gold. But they've used that, and they've mixed it with whatever wing uh, buffalo wing sauce they have. So Mikey kind of did a take on that. He whipped up the sauce using because Cattleman sponsors Memphis and May, and they give us so many bottles of whatever sauce we want. So we got some of that Carolina gold, and he used some, uh, was it Frank's buffalo sauce and some Killer Hogs hot sauce and some Worcestershire? I'm probably going to do a recipe on this, Yeah, too. I'm not sure what that. But he you know, put a little seasoning on the wings, threw them on the pit. I think he cooked them whole. Uh, cut the flappers off where it just made it look like a V, you know, the yeah. flat and the drummy. Barbecue smoked wing style, tossed them in that sauce, lined them all up in a box. First place. Second that place. Easy. No, he was first. No, wings were second too. Dang, I got He that did wrong. get a perfect score. Yeah, it, he did. Yeah. yeah. But it was a coin toss that. But so, I think, all, I think uh, our turkey got a perfect score too. It was a coin yeah. toss that. All the top ones, it's so close. Yeah, it's usually. So night. the next category. That's all. That takes care of Thursday. We did three sauces and those wings and yep, turkey. Yep. And we move on to Friday. We've got four four categories this day. We've this got is do, when we find out our cooler is. Yeah, so this is at the point. Uh, the, things have bottles, gone into my, chaos. My half gallons of my whiskey, my vodka, <laughs> anything that we left underneath the table it was gone. And I don't know why we did that. Why we didn't? Because we've done watched, it every year. Yeah, and we had people stay in there, so yeah. we didn't think about it. But anyway, I'm surprised they you didn't steal the bullfrog only... container. That would have really upset me. Yeah, because that was a brand new bullfrog container. Yeah. Can I say thank God they didn't take the nacho cheese machine? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the most valuable thing there, and they left that sitting there. The nacho machine. I don't know if the nacho cheese machine is going to go back on tour. Oh, well, it, it's too hard on it, Tyler. <laughs> she don't want to take those chances. You're going to have to get you a big chain and cable lock. And chain it was that nacho so machine dirty up. when it came back. Was it? I had to scrub it down. <laughs> well, going in, so going into Friday like categories. All those strangers touching it. <laughs> Tyler Spitz coffee. Touch, molested your nacho machine. It's not like it you just up. use it once. We were we're talking one bite nacho here. I hope we got a video. Did we? Did you record me doing the one bite video? Yes. Yeah. We're gonna put that on TikTok. It's probably the best way to eat nachos. You just need the the whole machine, the whole big can. <laughs> Your favorite chips. That is the best way to eat nachos. Yeah, one chip one at, at a time. time. You get maximum cheese coverage. You can put your seasoning and your hot sauce, your jalapeno on it. And then you go about your business and yeah. you come back, get you, you another one. one. Let you savor that bite. <laughs> Walk around, have a drink, have a beer, you know, have a drink. Go grab you another one. Get you another one. <laughs> but you get more pumps and more wear and tear on your machine doing that, I guess. <laughs> more room for contamination. My thinking on that is you're drinking a bullfrog, it's going to wipe out any kind yeah. of germs you get. So. But going into Friday's contest, so first one on deck, chicken. And Mark's doing chicken. But Jay Craig, we're doing – they had the idea, let's do a dark meat and a white meat box, kind of like uh, we would for um, the Jack. The jack. Yeah. So the judges get best of both worlds. And Jay uh, Craig from Indiana, out, Mr. Outlaw himself, said, I'll bring the thighs, I'll comp trim them, show up with them. We need them like three and a half ounces because we're going to try to uh, – each because we're going to put – Wings in there too. Oh, they do three and a half ounces. They're, they're small thighs. Yeah, they are small thighs. Yeah, wait, because I told him we're five ounces. Yeah, we're we, five we to five and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he did them smaller. They were uh, Springer Mountains, I think. But the, <clears throat> but you have to if you're going to put the um flats the in flats in there, you got to have the extra room. So and so that's to be small. And that's what we did. We uh we do the six pieces of thighs in, and Mark did those standard on the outlaw pit, just like we would comp chicken, and then he did the flats like. Cut some wings down and did them in butter. Like pretty much seasoned them and cooked them in a pan of butter the whole time. 
to where they were just soft and the skin was perfect. And then at the very end, you put them up on the microwave shelf in the outlaw because the heat's flowing through it and it's hotter up there. And you can just see that skin kind of crisp up. So tell me about the, what's the microwave shelf in the outlaw? It's, um, so you've got your regular cooking grate that's about level, you know, where you would think it would be, right up under the dial, normal level on a grate. Well, Jay built like this hanging bracket. It's two, where it holds a slide in shelf on the far end by on the exhaust pipe end that comes down about probably four inches. Is that shelf height from the top of the pit? Mm-hmm. And they call it the microwave shelf because as the heat flows through there and the exhaust pipe, is pulling your you know your smoke and your heat out of the pit, causing that kind of convection effect. It's in that hottest zone where the hottest air is moving. It's got you know tons of high heat. So it can, it what do you pro- think it is? Like if that pit's running two seventy five, uh, it's probably neighborhood of four hundred. Okay, three seventy five, four twenty five in that range somewhere. Yeah, because yeah. we you know we do a lot of that's your get behind. If you're behind, that's where you go <laughs> with your stuff. Throw it on the microwave, or if you're glazing, it glazes fast. But so that's what that's what uh, Mark did with those wings. After he got them tender and got the texture you wanted on them, reseason them a little bit, get them out of the butter, reseason them, and then dunk them in sauce carefully, put them on a rack, and then slide them in that microwave shelf, and it just makes them beautiful. So we they had this pretty. box, and did you put? There's probably a picture of it on Facebook. There is, yes. But you can see the six thighs arranged in there, and then instead of trimming the box out with like greenery like we do in a KCBS, like parsley or whatever, we trimmed it out with those flats. Just had them running a border around it. Turn that in. First place chicken. I thought the flats were running down the middle. But I think they were on the edges, weren't they? There was like it was kind of like an eye, like a yeah, low, like a. It made a border. Yeah, made a border with them, kind of. All from. I know is when they called out, when they started calling out chicken, we were the last name called. That's what they <laughs> want. Um, and we got a big check for that one. Yeah, we did get a big check. Dang. We let everybody go. We let uh. You got to go on stage. Michael got to go on stage. Oh, okay. You see how he did it? Yeah, it did make an eye. Yeah, I mean, it's got kind of the border. So the chicken, yeah, the thighs it's are nothing kind of, but chicken. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. Like, I, I see why that box would win. Yeah. And it'd probably do really good in KCBS, too. Um, I did. Jack, I mean, you know, Mark and them got, I don't know if they got first place of the Jack they with did it. They get first the, place in the Jack. Yeah. Same, same kind of box. Yeah. Um, I didn't try one of the wings, but I did try one of the thighs, and it was the most. See, tender I, thigh that I I've s- ever had. Skip right over that thigh and went straight for those flats. <laughs> well, how were the flats? Called melt in your mouth. Yeah, it was that's how the perfect texture. But so we had the drums left over, and Jay just seasoned those and threw them on the outlaw and cooked them. I ate more of them than I ate anything. I yeah. just uh, smoked chicken wings. Awesome. We didn't even toss them in a sauce. They were just dry rub smoked chicken wing. I think he used a little of that <clears throat> cojita cheese. Oh, did for like a. Oh, did he? Yeah, and replace like the he Parmesan. was making a parm wing. Okay, yeah. maybe that's why they got a good. They had a good crunch, yeah. but it wasn't yeah. like a. He didn't go crust. real heavy with yeah. it because we didn't have much. Yeah, you know, they was they were good. But that takes us into beef next, which for beef, if there was one entry that I tried that I thought was probably the best bite I had at Memphis and May, we did. Uh, Kevin, they got them from Kevin down at the butcher shop in Pensacola. It was a wagyu brisket. And some wagyu fillets, and Mark Mark did this one. It was going to be a fifty fifty box. One side was fillets cooked perfect, medium rare slices, kind of shingled up, and then he split the box with parsley, so you had a, a box divided, and it was wagyu brisket, and it was I'm talking about money. It melted in your mouth. Um, he just did the flat. He didn't do the point and. 
it was some of the best, and I don't say this very often, brisket that mm-hmm. I, that style, like comp style that I've had. And it was I, the best comp style brisket I've ever had. I mean, every morsel of it was gone. There was I ate the last piece because in the box, I guess, like you know, how you slice brisket, and there's always a, one last bit, and it kind of looked like a burn in, but it was out of the flat, and it was just sitting over in the corner. Probably been sitting there for two hours, and I grabbed it and put it <laughs> in my mouth, and it just was flavor and texture and everything I wanted in a bite of brisket. And my eyes rolled back, and I was like, God, how is this? This is the one. I didn't. We didn't know how we would did on anything at this point, and we were still in the middle of it. And I was like, Mark, I don't know about the wings. I don't know about the sauces. I don't know about the turkey, whatever. That right there, if there's a piece of beef out here that's going to beat that, I want it because that's first place. And you know what? What we get? 65th on it? I mean, you never know. And I, and I guess the uh, only thing I can think of on that one is it confused the judges because you had rare meat on one side and then you had brisket that's cooked up to 200 plus degrees. They didn't know what to make of it. Didn't know what to think. And so we were thinking that it was just a flight of beef that you would have the best. <laughs> you could eat it rare, or you can have this beef that you like like this. And it must have, I don't know, we won't do that again. We won't make that mistake. Because yeah. I think the brisket by itself could have won. Could have yeah. won. The filet by itself could have won, but together it was too much. So I don't know. But that's, so that kind of sucked because that was the one thing. You know, it's like that in competition barbecue. When you think and it's happened to me a lot, when I think that's the entry that's going to get me there today, yeah, that's the best, best thing, thing I turned yeah. in, I do the worst in it. Yeah, I don't know why it is. It just happens. And sometimes when you think <clears throat> that's not that good, we didn't do good. But we've got yeah, we've got call. free turkey over here mixed with cream cheese and some <laughs> veg, or just some <laughs> some chicken wings that Mikey does in his sauce. That, I mean, you know, we've probably got twenty bucks in those entries or whatever, and then you spent two hundred fifty on a brisket. Probably two hundred on fillets. <laughs> He's got you know, and then you, you finish. That's that goes to show you. That's how it is. You don't have there. to. You don't have to spend a ton of money on those ancillaries to do them. Now the next one was seafood, and uh, Russell and Karen wanted to do seafood too. They had a really good stuffed shrimp recipe. That like they asked me how bacon wrapped shrimp does a contest like that. And I said, well, usually it wins. Yeah, that's usually what I mean, people want. So that's what they did. They so they took these big. Um, I guess they're. Eight, eight, ten U counts, yeah. whatever, giant shrimp, made this lump crab meat stuffing with cream cheese and pepper jelly, and I don't know what else they had, and I didn't watch. Stuffed those shrimp with it and then wrapped them in a half a piece of bacon and seasoned it up and cooked them to the bacon was perfect, and then glazed them with Lottie's original pepper jelly, and they arranged them on these little lemon slices in the box. It looked great. But, and, and... It probably would have won if we hadn't had a two-and-a-half-hour delay. Yeah. Because they didn't buy – I mean, you got to think, they probably bought – I don't know how many shrimp they bought. Why did we have a two-and-a-half-hour delay? We had a storm. <laughs> May, so they. So what happened, Memphis and May, like, they had, they had this storm. They must have known something. So they had these signs up, storm shelter this way or whatever. It never fails. Memphis and May is going to storm. I don't know why they do it. But they come on, and they're trying to evacuate the park because the storm's coming. And the sky's clouded up. I and mean, the on the radar, it looked bit. really serious. And it looked like it was fixing to hammer us. And so they come through, and they're like, everybody go to the Liberty Bowl, the big football stadium over there. I was like, where are they going to put you over there? You're just going to stand around? <laughs> and that's what happened. All these sheep that went over there <laughs> stood around while we hid in the trailer. <laughs> I was like, I ain't going. They're gonna probably... We had meat on. We had contest due. It's like, I ain't. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> 
you had an option. You could leave, like leave the park or go to the Liberty Bowl or don't get caught. <laughs> Those <are their> <laughs> I opted for don't get caught. <laughs> so, so we rode out the storm and it wasn't bad at all. No. There may have, I mean, I guess they were worried about lightning more than anything, maybe. Cause well, it didn't say tornado. And I was watching. I was like, "This isn't tornadic." So what it was mean? a pretty severe storm, and then it hit Memphis and kind of dissipated. Does a what storms do when they hit the Bluff City? Yeah, that's what the Choctaws knew back in the day. <laughs> that's what they built on them. That's why it was. That's why they were living there way before we were ever here. But the <clears throat> storm split, and that's what it did. But they it caused for a two or two out and a half hour yeah, delay, and so right at seafood turn-ins. I mean, it was like you're ready to build the box, and they say no. Cancel turn-ins for seafood and beef. We'll let you know. Go to the Liberty Bowl or leave. And we was like, what are we going to do? we got all these shrimp cooked. And how are you going to hold a shrimp? So we had our – because we keep our sauces going, like, kind of warm um, in a little bath. And so it was like, man, the only thing we can do is CVM. hold them shrimp. You know, put them in a bag. Try to keep them set temperature. We'll reglaze them. Well, that's the safest way for yeah, food safety. Yeah, they were, they were held. They didn't cook anymore. Yeah. Stayed at the perfect temperature. And so, at when they rele- told everybody you could go back to your booths, they said, we'll let you know when turn-ins are going to go. And so, it ended up being like 7, was it 6.45 and 7.30 or something like yeah. that for seafood and beef? And they were supposed to have turned in at like 2 and 3. That's how long the delay was. I wonder what other teams did with their seafood. A bunch of them had to drop. Well, not a bunch, but a bunch oh, of them Oh, really? Dropped. Like, we just can't do yeah. it. So, yeah. they took the stuffed shrimp, bacon wrap, already been cooked to perfection, sous vide them for two and a half hours took them out put them back on a rack mixed up some more glaze glazed them real quick again and turned them in perfect score sixth place it was tied (laughs) we didn't get a call on that one because they coin flip it out i guess but i was because i I, and i told them i was like man i didn't want to try it at that point i said you know what shrimp's gonna be like it is like you talk about no hold power can't do nothing with it when it's fully cooked it's if you keep putting any more heat to it, it's going to turn into rubber. The texture on it was still awesome. The filling was still creamy and good. It had a balance. It had sp- some spice. Kept it it had the sweetness. It, it did. And that was, I mean, you can't do that in a comp. You can't hold stuff in a sous vide, in a, in the, you know, big meats. Yeah. Ancillary, they don't care how you cook it. We could have had it sous vide a week and held it, you know, or what, you know, if you'd have been doing something. So it's like, illegal to sous vide for. Oh yeah. You can't use that. In okay. a, like you can't hold anything, any kind of warming device other than your pit. Yeah. That's got any kind of power to it or that's anything right, like that. Right. So you can't use a microwave. You can't use a stovetop for the meat. Yeah. You okay. Know, you can only use the pit, but for seafood, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> you can use a toaster over George Foreman. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted a George Foreman. On. Yeah. Cause you can fry. <clears throat> we fried turkey. Yeah. Yeah. And then Brian did uh, the last category, which was exotic. And he did. He's defending his. He got first. Well, no, he got third place in it last year. But it was it tied was perfect, for yeah. It was, it tied was a perfect, for perfect score that he. And that's the bad thing about these ancillaries. There's so many teams competing in them that the scores are super tight. And so there's the top ten could be all perfect scores, you know. But anyway, right. he did his buffalo. He cuts the. He he takes like a rib, a bison beautiful. or a buffalo ribeye. Got them from Kevin. I, last Beautiful year, I got them from Gamekeeper Butchery, the Mossy Oak folks. And it was great. And then we asked Kevin if he could source it, and he sent some. And they, Mark's like, that ain't buffalo. Ain't no way. <laughs> I mean, it's dark red. You can tell the meat's different. But it was marbled up like beef. But it had like a yellowish. Uh, so I guess, I'm guessing these were not. These were grain-finished buffalo. Yeah, for the, I don't think they were. For the fat that looked like that. But it was different. You could tell it wasn't beef. But he cuts the spinalis off 
a show steak. He picks one. This is going to be my center eye, the ribeye showpiece in the box. And he cooks it on a PK with the grill marks, the grill grates. Uh, uh, people were there. They recorded a little bit <clears throat> of him doing this. And so he cooks a perfect steak for show, and it goes in the box on top of some a parsley bed. And then the others, he takes just the spinalis, like cooks the steaks whole, season them, whatever he does, and marks them up, and then cuts the spinalis up, only bites the spinalis, and just kind of stacks it in the box around that show steak. And it's beautiful. And he puts and pepper he, in with some borzen. He, he makes a creamy, a like borzen cheese. It's like. Um, it's a sauce. Yeah, it's like a heavy cream, borzen cheese, flavored up, seasoned. And that's what you kind of dip on it. And so last year he did really well with it. This year, I think, I didn't see it. There may have been an incident <laughs> with the box, and it got tumped. And they didn't open it back up. And we don't know what happened. But I'm willing to bet that all that sauce spilled all over everything. Um, Just from Where was the place? Uh, 21st. Oh, but, it's still not bad. But when you look at the scores on it, I mean, that the beef category was so tight. Um, that was exotic, yeah. Or exotic, it was tight, and it was like only tenths, like a couple tenths of a point difference from first and and twenty first. I think he still did really good. Yeah, he still did really good. The, the, the when it would have been perfect. Did you try it? Did you? Try yes, the, it, yes, and it was very, it was excellent. It you could tell it wasn't beef. Yeah, yeah, it had it a was, flavor, but it was, it had. A, I mean, you could tell it was game or you know something yeah, like that. Yeah, you could that. tell it wasn't beef. Not it was beef. Yeah. Good. So. And uh, shout out to Kendall, Smoked Spice. He got a call in beef. I think he was second or third. Yeah. He walked the stage in that. So then Friday night we got to – one thing Memphis and May does – Then they did the awards. Yeah, one thing Memphis and May does um, that's different than most other contests is they come and bring you a sheet of paper that says, congratulations, you've made the top ten or the top five or whatever they're giving out for that category. I used to not like that. But now I kind of do because you let me know whether I need to go to the awards. Or not. <laughs> should I go or should I? You're not, not wasting go? my time. You know, and I get that from a team standpoint. It takes it takes the excitement out a little that you so. But it, I know it creates less crowd on them over there, yeah. so it speeds yeah. up the awards a little because people have to fight through it. But you know, if I'm a yeah. team that you know, what if you didn't get a call, you're not going to go to the awards, or why? Why would you? Exactly. You don't waste my time. <laughs> but um, but y'all went. I didn't go. Yeah. I, so we got so the, our ambassador brought us. You know, the congratulations uh, sheet for turkey, uh, chicken wings, and chicken. Yeah. So we went over there and represented. We knew we had three calls. You knew we were getting on stage three times. Mark, at Memphis and May, the yeah. world championship. You which didn't is, go. I usually don't. I mean, I've been on stage, you know. I like y'all to go, people that don't that don't go up there all the time Mark or whatever. Mark didn't go. Yeah. Mark didn't go. No, he didn't go either. Yeah. Who went? So it was There's you, me Mike. and Michael. Mike, uh, Mikey. Yeah. If he'd have got called Russell. beef, he probably would have went. Um, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, the first Alec, th- Alec went. Yeah, He'd never Alec been went. on stage at Memphis yeah. with me. Yeah. Um, the first award we got was turkey. And so we were standing there, and they were starting to call off turkey, and we were like, who's going who's gonna to do the get, talking? Get, yeah, who's going to do the talking on stage? And so we said, Russell, you got to do it. It's your category. you got to do it. And he's like, okay, okay. He's got it. I got, got this. Got, got something worked out. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> and Russell's I got to thank anybody. Yeah. I know I'm going to thank. Yeah, we yeah. talked about who do we need to thank. We figured it out. So we walk up on stage, <laughs> and they said, okay, who's in charge here? And he put, and they put the microphone in the Russell's Russell. What could he <laughs> And he goes, Shell's in charge. That's how they, it all worked out. <laughs> That's what came out. Shell's in charge. Yeah. And then what did you just like? 
Yes, finally get my recognition. <laughs> this is it. If anybody People has that respect. on video, <laughs> I need it. I need the audio. Was <laughs> you thinking R E S B E C T? It has been publicly declared. Put my name on it. I finally get the dude jealous, the, the dude justice I deserve. I Russell need- Tudge shells in charge <laughs> for that one moment on stage in Turkey. You were in charge. <laughs> I need a button. <laughs> that I can push and it'll say, who's in charge? Shell's in charge. <laughs> That's all he said? Like he didn't do, oh, thank no, nobody no, no. or anything? Like, you're in charge right now. Oh, yeah. And then he went on and did this. I wish I went to see that. Yeah. I didn't get to see that. And then we came back around and got picked up a wing trophy and came back around and <laughs> picked, up, picked yeah. up a chicken trophy. It was fun. That was a good night. Weren't you recording that? Because I feel like I like heard the audio of this. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like you were like. Me? Her, no, no, me. Her. Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't. I was like, her recording. phone was recording. I was yeah. into my fireballs at that time. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all go ahead. I got this. I got tent. I'm not letting nobody steal the liquor that's left. <laughs> I was in the consumption mode. <laughs> and then we went home. <laughs> yeah. I went to second line. Not that night. Was that not Friday night? We went to Applebee's that night. Oh. <laughs> that was... We did watch the Grizzlies at Applebee's. Yeah. Right? That was fun. Um, Not the Grizzlies. Yeah, it was, too. That's when they got beat, wasn't it? Sorry, Tyler. It's all right. Better luck next year. Yeah. So then Saturday, woke up early. Main day. Once again, uh, Mark and Jay and Brian spent the night in the trailer because what they did this year was different. Ribs usually goes last at Memphis and May. Typically, it would be like shoulders, whole hog, and then ribs. Well, this year they switched it up, saying that it takes them so long to do ribs because ribs is the largest category. They were going to get it done, get it over with, and then transition into shoulders and then hog last because hog's the biggest thing. It takes the longest to cook. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I think ribs should go first, shoulders should go second, and um, hog last. But what that does is changes everybody's timeline because you got these rib teams that were used to cruising in about 7 a.m., getting their pits lit and having plenty of time to cook ribs before almost, you know, one thirty, two o'clock turn in. Well, now we had to have those turn ins. Was it 1045? Yeah. So they were and putting so on ribs. That we were, we were like to bid at three thirty, four o'clock getting ribs on. Cause we like to put a little rest on ours. And by the time we got me and you got there, Michael, we strolled in away about seven to get the, the booth set and get the yeah. judging area ready. They were almost in a holding pattern. Like ribs were coming in. Uh, they, you know, they were in the, they were in the final stages of getting them getting them ready to get off the pit. You know, so they, they had done cruised in. Yeah, Mark and, and Jay and Brian. They were looking, they were looking pretty ragged. I ain't gonna lie. It uh, looked it like Mark it was a rough Brian, night. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looked like it was a rough night. I was told they got into some bad tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure they did. I'm sure I they did. Bad it tuna. Was, it was like. Bull of the bullet variety. <laughs> <laughs> they they left after we did and said decide they decided they were going to Uber to a sushi restaurant, right? Yeah. They come hey, where y'all at? I'm like, man, we're going to bed. I thought y'all were because y'all were getting up. <laughs> Wait, that might have been Thursday night. Though. It was Friday night. Yeah, they were just dragging. They were yeah. just dragging. But anyway, it's a it's a hard life out there. It is. That's the whole. Now, anybody can cook ribs and shoulder and whole hog. 
can you do it marathon style <laughs> with all the other stuff going on and things flowing all the and people and the people? That's the challenge of it to me. All the distractions out there. That's why you need a big team and some responsible people to do some stuff. Yeah. When you do the other stuff that's not responsible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put in my time doing the responsible stuff. It's time for me to be unresponsible <laughs> and have a good time. That's why I like my job because I sit somewhere on the in between. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, that was, and it was a blast. Our ribs are on site. They cooked the, uh, Mark and Jay and Brian and Russell and Jamie were like on pit duty. They made sure everything was cooked. And when it come time to do the box, Waylon comes in that morning, him and Mark were in the trailer getting the box ready. I was going over everything I needed to do for the on site because I know we've got three judges coming. I've got to nail these ribs i've got you know i've got to put on a presentation if the rib's not there you got to sell it if it is there it's easier but still you've got to sit down with these judges one-on-one face-to-face just like we're in this podcast and i gotta make you think that's the best rib you've had that day because they're not judging on the best they've ever had in their lifetime they're judging you against the other two teams that they're going to sit down with and that's where my job comes in and I hate to say it, but I was perfect tens. <laughs> we got robbed in blind. We did. We turned in a blind box, and that's like four scores. And then you have your on-site judges. They come, and that's three scores. And they weighed them. You know, I don't know. I guess the blind probably is weighted a little heavier. I think because so. we had all three of our judges come back, and I always ask them or ask them to come back because it. it I think as a cook. It's one thing to sit down and talk to them and try to read them like you're playing poker and, you know, see how you did. But if they will come back and give you some feedback and tell you, they might not say, you got all my tens, but you can tell. Like, they, if they're constructive, they tell you how great they were. And we've had judges say, yeah. y'all got all my tens. And yeah. then the scores come back. And yeah, but this time did we did. We had three judges come back. All three of them did come back. And all three of them told me it wasn't even close. Said the president. Oh, I thought so that was I, some of the best I mean, ribs we've ever turned yeah, in. MFC. They were. They were the ribs. The ribs, those ribs were easy to sell. It wasn't me. Hey, you got to be good I, and you got to be yeah, lucky yeah. out there. You do. I mean, the, the ribs were. They were perfect. They were beautiful. The blind box was beautiful. But man, when they got into that blind table and we didn't make top ten, we didn't get a call. We saw the scores and we finished forty first. I was like, something killed us in blind. I mean, absolutely ate us alive. So we got the scores back. They they text you the next day. You get an email or whatever. I think it was. And so we see them. Which is and it's like a peer, uh, area and personal appearance, all tens, all the on-site judges, ten, ten, you know, seven tens, ten overalls, and then um, uh, tenderness, all tens, flavor, three nines, and then they got us an overall. And two of those judges, one of them gave us like a nine three, one of them gave us a nine six. So you drop some lows, but those scores when you get nines like that. In a category, nines absolutely eat you alive at Memphis and May. You're, you're dead in the water. You got to tend so, out everything. Yeah, you got to tend it out. And we didn't on, and on blind, really. So we, we didn't have any luck on blind. And I, don't I didn't feel bad about it. I felt great about those ribs going in. I knew the texture was good. The flavor was great. I mean, we were, we were extremely happy. They were better than our top 10 ribs last year. I thought so too. <laughs> I thought they were way better. And I mean, the judges, the on site judges loved them. I mean, it is so what it is. it is what it is. You go and you play another day. But congratulations to Heath. Our buddy Heath Riles won ribs. Um, man, DeSoto County showed out. Mark Lambert won shoulder. Uh, Boar's Night out. Second in hog. Melissa uh, Cookston, she was she was in hog. I don't know, seventh, eighth, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the we had some really 
really good calls from people right here in the Olive, Hernando, Olive Branch, South Haven, Horn Lake area. And Heath Shout has out. been cooking ribs and winning in ribs for years. But not, yeah, that was his, his first Memphis in May. Got in the top three at Memphis in May. Yep. So I feel like nobody deserved it more. Yeah, I was glad to see it. And yeah. I really was hoping that he would. He would win the overall yeah, grand yeah. champion. Now, hey, shout out to the Blues Hog guys. Um, they they killed it, man. They're going to they cook a whole hog on a drum smoker. Now, they made a – it's a whole a hog gi- drum smoker. <laughs> it's a giant drum. Yeah, but that was awesome, and they won grand champion. And you know what? I have been super impressed by them. They um, The past three years – I don't know if they've cooked it more than three years, but I know they have finaled in ribs – and in shoulder, and now whole hog, and won the grand in whole hog last year. They may have won shoulder. I can't remember, but I know they've. I know they've got big yeah. trophies in all four of those categories, and now they've got a grand a world championship. Oh, Tim Shearer, he's awesome. He is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and getting based, man. Yeah, that's getting based. That's a, that's a, that's a team. <laughs> yeah. right uh, We're talking to the top KCBS teams to come over to Memphis style. Oh, they're uh, going to end up winning. One of all of them. Man, hey, they got a if a They've team. Got a really yeah, good that's fan. the hardest. See, that's the hardest one for a KCBS style team to get. To get that one. I mean, they're really good at getting the Jack, the American Royal, even Houston livestock. But that Memphis one's because you throw in that different style of judging with the it's a whole different world, and it's yeah. different. And so anyway, they're, they're shout out to those guys. And um, Heath has agreed to come on the podcast. We'll be oh, talking gonna, now yeah. next week. Okay, so. well, we're going to get Memphis and May from his perspective. Y'all got it from mine. <laughs> I hope you felt like you were there. I didn't. I mean, that ain't everything that went on, but that's a lot. Hey, I didn't say that about the Butterman. We had some. We made some friends from Minnesota. They were cooking. They came down and were cooking at Memphis and May. What beer did they bring? It was pretty some Minnesotan beer. I need to Tyler. Did you get a picture of that beer? I don't even know. It was. I drank it. I thought it was great. They it brought was down really the, good. They brought beer and they brought this butter from a creamery up in Minnesota, and we were eating this butter, just like cutting off slivers of it and just butter, and it was fantastic. <laughs> we were putting it on a cracker. I put it in the refrigerator <laughs> in the trailer and brought it home. Do we have a, Do we have a cracker? I don't remember. I think we were just eating a piece of butter. No, we, we ate had that. some. Uh... We didn't do it on those. Oh, I was putting it on a cracker. Yeah, I didn't have any crackers. <laughs> you were just eating butter. <laughs> we were just eating butter. The guy was like, you try this butter. You, you it was know. great butter. Oh, it was it awesome. It tasted more like tea. Awesome. Yeah, it had melted. Man, and I looked on the ingredients. It just said cream, salt. Only two things. But it was awesome. It was really good. And then uh, my buddy Matt from Victory Knox, I guess it's his uncle over in West Point, makes fresh um, South. sauce pork salad or hog sauce and i don't know if anybody knows what that is but it's a southern thing but think of it as like a, a meat terrine you know these fancy restaurants that do charcuterie boards <laughs> make terrines of meat where it's like a molded like like a jello mold with meat parts yeah. and seasonings that's what this is and oh man i brought some of that home and they did some hot sauce on a cracker and i did eat that one on a cracker <laughs> that's how you eat sauce and it was i still got some of that at home it was i had to take good. some of it good to my mom and dad but we met so many people, got to talk to so many people. That's what Memphis and May is about. It's not, you know, it is a contest. And it's the World Championship, Super Bowl of Swine, the all nine yards. But it's about meeting people, seeing people that we don't see all year long, visiting, I mean, friends, fun. That's what's great about it. We did almost have a disaster with our kale. <laughs> oh, I wrote that down. That was, I called it the 
scale debacle. <laughs> well, you know, when people are walking by and they're like, there's a sewer leak around here somewhere. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, they're the electrician, the head electrician guy. He was watching it set up. He was yeah. like, what is that god awful smell? <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I didn't know. And my wife told me, man, this is like an outhouse out here. Something's up. And y'all were fixing to put it on the pit Saturday morning. I guess you opened the back. Tell me, tell me what happened to the kale. <laughs> so, when we do contests, typically what I do is I wash the parsley or the kale or whatever, let it's it decor, dry. Decor. Yeah, the decor, whatever you're using for your garnish, let it dry, roll it up with some paper towels, and vacuum seal it. The vacuum sealant, it keeps it from getting waterlogged. It typically keeps it fresher yeah. longer. It works really great for parsley. So I thought, it's going to work kale. for kale. Evidently, kale off gases. <laughs> Something. We cut that vacuum seal bag open Saturday and it morning. Was like cloud home. <laughs> and everybody was looking at everybody else thinking they just pooed it on them, you know? <laughs> it's so bad. It was rotten. And so it we was were like, sulfury. let's I just mean, let it air out. Let's just let it air out. And yeah. then we said, maybe we should wash it. Let's try to wash it. And by the and about that time the electrician walked by and was like, I think we got a sewer leak. I'm like, we can't use it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because it was going in the pit with the show rib. Can you imagine opening that up? We're talking about all this wood, charcoal, and onions. We we put in this pit to get, this, you know, for the cook these perfect ribs. You open that up, and it's just like, oof, <laughs> sewage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raw, the, right but there. But the kale was still, like, green and fresh. I mean, it wasn't and yellow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't I've like, never seen it do that, but it must have trapped, like, because we had it in this ice vendor, and the ice vendor is a lifesaver at Memphis. Yeah. It's just like the ice machine or ice box you see outside a convenience store. Yeah. You can go buy a bag of ice. You can rent those at Memphis and May. We keep everything in there. It keeps our beer cold. It never freezes. It doesn't get cold enough to freeze, but it gets cold. Yeah. And that's where we keep everything. That's where the kale is. It's was, our refrigerator. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, we use it as a, a big outdoor refrigerator. Yeah. I need one of those for like the shop <laughs> in Tinnitobia. But yeah, the kale did not last. I would not recommend doing that again. Yeah, don't do it. But we, our grill looked beautiful. Emily took some parsley and decorated the board up that we put in there with the ribs on it. She's a lifesaver that yeah, morning. It did. You did the peppers. You know, sweated them out with water. Is it sweat them or soak them? No, you soak them in yeah. cold water open and them up. make them open. We made pineapples. It was beautiful, yeah. beautiful presentation. It was real nice. But that's, you know, the Memphis and May wrap-up right there. <laughs> no, But we're not through because we are going to come back uh, next week with Heath Riles. You mentioned that. We're going to talk gonna a little about Memphis and May. We'll see what he's up to this summer. Yeah. we got to talk Memorial Day. That's the big grilling holiday. I mean, that's that's the kickoff for grilling season, Memorial Day holiday. Everybody's going to be firing them up. So I'm sure, uh, I'll be cooking up something. I've got a recipe I'll be working on this week for YouTube. Um, I, I don't know if everybody's seen it, but it's a, like a grinder, grinder sandwich. sandwich. It's a grinder sandwich, which is like a submarine sandwich. It could be any kind of submarine. But what made it unique to me is this grinder slaw they put on it. So instead of just putting, like, lettuce and cheese and tomatoes and pickles and all that, they take a, they make a lettuce salad. They dress it with like mayo and oil and vinegar and you know sandwich oil and seasonings and pepperoncinis and, and that, red it looks so good on this sandwich. I said I got an idea. I'm going to do a pork grilled version of that, but I'm going to make a grinder slaw instead of a grinder salad. I'm going to use cabbage and it's going to have more of a barbecue texture. Same kind of ingredients: creamy, yeah. crunchy, on some meat, cheese, bread, submarine sandwich style. Barbecue grinder or something like that. So I'm gonna do. I'm working on that, and that'll probably be the next YouTube video. We've got some TikToks lined up from the event at Memphis in May. I know I mentioned the one bite TikTok, the one bite nacho. <laughs> uh, I made up a bullfrog. I think we got some of that. I did. I don't know. I did a few bullfrog stupid stuff, but bullfrog is the recipe of the summer. It is. It's gonna be. If you've got a pool 
or even if you don't have a bowl. Get you a drink cooler, make you a bullfrog. <laughs> you can drink bullfrog and pretend like you. Have. <laughs> yeah, get <laughs> but, you one of those kitty poles, put your feet yeah. in it. it well, that was it. That was that was uh, Memphis and Man in a Chill. It was a good year. We came home with some awards. Got to thank everybody who um, was on our team this year: Outlaw Smokers, Jay and Alec, uh, Right on Cue, Russell and Karen, um, Brian from Son of a Butcher, and of course Swine Life, Mark, Mark and Jamie, and Mikey. Mikey. Um, He's not on Swine Life. He's on Mikey Life. <laughs> He's the wingman. I didn't give him shirts as wingman. <laughs> He's on How to Barbecue Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's on Team How to Barbecue Right. And everybody else. We were right beside yeah. Jay and Jamie from um, Tennessee, Tennessee Mojo. Mojo. That was super nice I to like, have them yeah. next door. Yep. Um, and Heath won. So. Yeah. He won, he won ribs. So. Well, Shell, anything? Tyler, anything you need to tell them? Um, I do want to say congrats to Chris. He won our rib photo contest. In oh, really? I didn't page. see what's. I didn't get. Y'all didn't let me have a pick. Good. I guess I was busy. It was who he got the most likes. Oh, it wasn't a pick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. y'all didn't let me pick. <laughs> <laughs> Is that childish? <laughs> well, usually it's like, hey, Malcolm, we need you to pick a winner. Right, yeah, like and you one. go number three. <laughs> you don't even look. You just throw something. In it. I'm a random number generator. If you need a number, just throw it at me. Two hundred seventy-two. <laughs> just give between one and fifty. Forty-seven. Went on the high end that one. <laughs> you didn't know that's one of my talents, random number generator. Um, he won a hundred dollar butcher shop gift card, but we had such a good response and we kind of had fun with it. So I think we're going to do some more. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, that's a good one. We got uh, show us your best barbecue sandwich for Memorial Day, steak for Father's Day, something like something that. Like yeah, that, yeah. We'll, we'll do something like that. Um, we got some more white sauce to give away. So okay. And if you guys do want to check out Memphis and May, kind of from start to finish, if you go to at had a barbecue red on Instagram.com, there's a story highlight and there's hundreds of pictures oh, on that story. That I'm you glad you highlighted it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Watch all that on. So you just kind of get some behind the scenes of what it was really like. There's also a picture of the red cooler. <laughs> you didn't put missing. That's we a good did. post. Did you do a missing post? Yeah, yeah, I did. If found, there's probably a reward for it. I'm going to throw it out there right now, $85. <laughs> if you can break Shell's cooler back, sand's the lid, in, in good shape, in good shape. And if it has, Actually, you know. Actually, I threw away the lid this week. Oh, well, don't bring it back then. What good is it? <laughs> don't need it. All right. Well, Shell, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. All right. Well, um, appreciate y'all hanging out with us today. And we will be back next week for another exciting <laughs> edition of Barbecue Right, the podcast. <laughs> we'll see y'all. We gone.